Welcome to another episode of the CBD Deep Dive sponsored by Six Degrees Wellness. As always, I am Dr. Johnny Lasano. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing a recent research article titled Cannabidiol is a Novel Modulator of Bacterial Membrane Vesicles. It's a new article that just came out discussing the effects of CBD when it's co-administered with common antibiotics. And then this week's pot topic, we'll finish things up with what kinds of CBD extract are available on the market and what do each of those terms actually mean? Is there really a difference between these different products? As always, just a quick disclaimer before we dive into our main topics of the week. The information provided in this podcast is meant purely for educational purposes. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease, nor does it represent the efficacy of any of the products offered by Six Degrees Wellness. That being said, let's dive into this week's main topic about our research article. This research article was published in the Journal of Frontiers in Cellular and Infection Microbiology. It was performed by a group of researchers out of the UK and is titled Cannabidiol is a Novel Modulator of Bacterial Membrane Vesicles. Basically, what this article is about is how does the co-administration of the compound cannabidiol, also known as CBD, affect bacteria and their responsiveness to common antibiotics that are out there. Personally, I actually really enjoyed reading this article. I think we need a lot more research like this. I don't know if people consider it often, but because CBD is an active component and it does have physiological effects, that does mean it also has the ability to interact and affect the efficacy of other current medications that you're taking at this point in time. And we really don't know what some of those effects might be. So research articles like this are really, really important to the CBD industry right now and particularly to physicians so they can make informed decisions when they're recommending medication and CBD to their patients. Is there going to be an effect? Does it make it better? Does it make it worse? Does it have no effect? These are all questions that need to be answered for the common medications that are out there. For example, the reason why it's important to know if you're taking multiple active supplements or medications is it could decrease the efficacy of some of the medications or supplements that you're currently taking. One of the most common ones out there, for example, is if you're a female and you're prescribed antibiotics, but you're also taking birth control pills, it's important to know that those antibiotics actually reduce the effectiveness of your birth control. And if you're not careful, it could lead to unwanted pregnancy. Obviously, that's something important that we need to know. And it's important for the patients that need to know. We need to do the same thing with CBD. How does it affect the efficacy of some of these common medications? So today we're going to focus on how the co-use of CBD affects antibiotic efficacy. Now, before we start, we just need to define a few key terms that are going to come up quite frequently when we're discussing this article today. And I'm assuming not everyone out there has a degree in microbiology nor are fluent in some of the terms associated with bacteria. It's important to note that there are two distinct types of bacteria when it comes to classification of 
bacteria, we have gram-negative and gram-positive bacteria. Gram-negative bacteria refers to a type of bacteria that are surrounded and encapsulated in a protective outer coating. This actually makes it very difficult for both your body and common antibiotics and other drugs to interact with these bacteria. And this is actually one of the reasons that gram-negative bacteria are in general considered to be more aggressive and more difficult to treat than gram-positive bacteria. Gram-positive bacteria don't have that same outer protective coating which makes them considerably less dangerous. That doesn't mean that all gram-positive bacteria are less dangerous than gram-negative bacteria. That's not what we're focusing on today. But in general, gram-positive bacteria are going to be considered less dangerous and easier to treat than gram-negative bacteria. Now, that being said, I feel like whenever we say the word bacteria, we have a negative connotation with that. It's important to remember that not all bacteria are bad. There's some bacteria that are actually highly beneficial and very good and can promote general well-being and good health. For example, the bacteria in your intestines, they actually make up the microflora. They help you digest food. They produce vitamin K2, which is an essential clotting factor in your body. So without the bacteria in your gut, your stores of vitamin K would start to dwindle. They'd be diminished and they'd be leaving you less capable to form clots and stop bleeding if you're injured. Let's kind of dispel that misconception out there that all bacteria are bad. Some are actually very good. That being said, also, some are very bad, and that's why we have developed medications like antibiotics to help treat those because our body normally wouldn't be able to recognize those bacteria or combat these bacterial infections that we're faced with. Another term that will come up frequently in this podcast is the term membrane vesicles. Now, this term isn't exclusive to just bacteria Human cells can release membrane vesicles as well, but for the purposes of today, we will be discussing bacterial membrane vesicles. These membrane vesicles are essential to survival of the bacteria, also communication between bacteria, and distribution of bacterial toxins. Think of these membrane vesicles as little packages that are released from bacteria, and inside these packages are various proteins and other goodies, well, goodies for the bacteria, not necessarily for us. The contents of these packages or these membrane vesicles will dictate how the target cell, so whether that's another bacteria or a human cell or a host cell, the contents of these packages will dictate how that target cell will respond. And changing the content of these packages can also change the response of the target cell and reduce the effectiveness of these bacteria and reduce the severity of these bacterial infections. So. That's one thing that you should probably keep in mind as we progress through this podcast a little bit. And in general, gram-negative bacteria release more membrane vesicles than your typical gram-positive bacteria. And is, again, one of the reasons that gram-negative bacteria are viewed as more dangerous than those gram-positive bacteria. Fun fact, I just kind of want to throw this little tidbit in there. Botox is actually a neurotoxin that is produced by bacteria. It's called botulinum toxin, Botox for short. And this is produced from the Clostridium botulinum. Hopefully I said that right. If you're a microbiologist out there, please don't crucify me. I'm doing my best with my Latin. But botulinum toxin or Botox is one of these compounds that we can find secreted in these membrane vesicles. And being the society that we are, we found a medical and a cosmetic 
use for a neurotoxin that's produced by bacteria. Now that we've kind of cleared up a few key terms that we're going to be touching on frequently in this podcast, let's get into some of the nitty gritty of this article itself. What did the results say? What was the purpose? Those sort of things. Previously, CBD has been observed to decrease bacterial effectiveness. And the purpose of this specific study was to see if the attributed effects of CBD on bacteria are related to bacterial release membrane vesicles and the content of these membrane vesicles. And then also how the co-administration of CBD with common antibiotics affects the efficacy of these antibiotic drugs. Does it increase the efficacy of it, meaning it makes these antibiotics more effective at treating the bacteria? Does it decrease efficacy, meaning does it make these antibiotics less effective against the bacteria, or does it not change the effectiveness whatsoever? Um, That was kind of the, the two big main purposes of this research article. One of the first main findings of this study was that the researchers found that the administration of CBD to E. coli, a common gram-negative bacteria, significantly altered the profile of the membrane vesicles being released. That means that they saw that the administration of CBD at a concentration of one and five micromolar actually significantly changed the profile of these microvesicles, meaning the different sizes and how many of each of these sizes was being released. Like I said, they assessed this at two different concentrations of one micromolar and five micromolar. And I should actually know one of the things I liked about this article is when researchers are doing cannabis related research specifically that pertaining to THC and CBD the concentrations that they're using in their cell cultures aren't necessarily reflective of the natural concentrations that we would see in a human that is consuming these phytochemicals like THC and CBD but one of the things like I said I really liked about this is that they actually used human equivalent physiological doses so one micromolar is probably going to be the most common concentration that you're going to see after a large dose of CBD, where 5 micromolar might be a little bit on the extreme end, but still I think physiologically is more relevant than some of the other concentrations that have been used in previous studies, specifically those pertaining to cancer and apoptosis. But I'm not going to go on a tangent on that. I could, but I won't. One interesting thing about this finding, so they used the two different concentrations, the 1 micromolar and the 5 micromolar, was that the administration of one micromolar of CBD, which is reflective of normal peak blood concentrations of CBD following ingestion, was actually more efficient or had a more pronounced effect on the microvesicle profile from these E. coli bacteria than at 5 micromolar. So it doesn't necessarily mean more is better. And that's one of the great things about this study is that we can see that there is a differential effect depending on the concentration. At lower concentrations, it's having more effectiveness versus at higher concentrations, it's really not affecting the microvesicle profile as much as at that lower concentration, which is good because it means you need less CBD in order to ascertain that effect. So to kind of sum that first part up a little bit, CBD administration at one micromolar significantly altered the microvesicle release profile from E. coli, a common gram-negative bacteria. Now they 
did the same experiments in gram-positive bacteria. And like I said previously, gram-positive bacteria don't release as many membrane vesicles as gram-negative bacteria. The strain of bacteria that they used for their gram-positive model was S. aureus. They saw that when they administered CBD at these similar concentrations of one micromolar and five micromolar that CBD actually didn't affect the membrane vesicle release profile of these gram-positive bacteria. So not only did we see that there's a differential effect based on concentration, also we're seeing that there's a differential effect based on the type of bacteria. So gram-negative bacteria might actually be more responsive to CBD than gram-positive bacteria as far as it's concerned with the membrane vesicle release profile. That's what these kind of first results are telling us. Not only did they look at the profile of these membrane vesicles being released by these two strains of bacteria, but they also looked at the amount of microvesicles being released. Again, in the gram positive bacteria, they didn't see any change in the number of microvesicles being released when it was stimulated with CBD. However, again, in the gram-negative bacteria, they found that while both the 1 micromolar and the 5 micromolar concentration both reduced significantly the number of microvesicles being released by E. coli, 1 micromolar had a greater effect than the 5 micromolar. So one micromolar concentration of CBD actually reduced the number of membrane vesicles by 73%, whereas at five micromolar, it only reduced it by 54%. Again, those are both significant. Again, that's telling us that maybe in this type of situation, less is actually more instead of more being more. So summarizing the first part of this study, we see that the administration of CBD on its own without any antibiotics whatsoever actually significantly changed the membrane vesicle release profile of gram-negative bacteria, but not gram-positive bacteria. And again, we found that the concentration of one micromolar of CBD was more effective than five micromolar of CBD in these gram-negative bacteria. The second focus of this study was how the co-administration of CBD with common antibiotics affected the efficacy and the bacterial sensitivity to these antibiotics. So for this part of the study, they tested the efficacy of five different commonly used antibiotics. And for each antibiotic, they actually had three separate conditions in which they measured the sensitivity of the bacteria to these antibiotics. Those conditions were the first one being only the antibiotic, only CBD, and then a combination of both the antibiotic and CBD. The way they measured the efficacy of the antibiotic and bacterial sensitivity to these different treatment conditions was by placing the drug or the co-administration of CBD and the drug at the center of these petri dishes and then measuring the diameter of the area around the center of that petri dish where bacteria weren't growing. And they did this in both gram-negative and gram-positive bacteria strains. So basically what it means is the larger the diameter of that area where bacteria aren't growing on that petri dish, the more effective or the more sensitive these bacteria are to that treatment. And the smaller that area, the less sensitive. Now in gram-negative bacteria, the researchers observed that bacteria were more sensitive to four of the five antibiotics that they administered when the antibiotic was co-administered with CBD. And those four antibiotics were erythromycin, 
vancomycin, rifampicin, and canamycin. The only antibiotic of the five that they tested who didn't have increased bacterial sensitivity to that particular antibiotic was uh, colistin. But that being said, CBD also didn't decrease the sensitivity when it was co-administered with colistin either. So that's it's a positive finding. Actually, all of that is a positive finding. That means that when CBD was co-administered with four out of these five antibiotics, it actually increased the bacterial sensitivity. It means that these bacteria were more susceptible to these antibiotics in the presence of CBD than not. Actually, one really interesting result that this study found was that vancomycin when administered to these gram-negative E. coli on its own was actually not antibacterial, but when it was co-administered with CBD, it actually was, which I don't think is something that the researchers nor myself were really expecting to see as far as with respect to the results of this study. Now, switching gears to the gram-positive bacteria, the effects that were observed with respect to the efficacy and the sensitivity of these bacteria to these common antibiotics was a little bit different. The only antibiotic whose efficacy or bacterial sensitivity was increased when co-administered with CBD was canamycin. That being said, the other four, again, similar to colistin, with the gram-negative bacteria, their sensitivity wasn't significantly decreased. So that means that potentially the co-administration of CBD with these four antibiotics, if you have a gram-positive bacterial infection, is not going to decrease the efficacy of these antibiotics, which is a really important finding to take away from that. So CBD doesn't look like it's contradictory to take with a gram-negative or a gram-positive bacterial infection. And depending on the antibiotic that's being used, it might actually make that antibiotic more effective at treating it. So that would potentially mean that you'd either need less of that or in terms of more aggressive bacterial infections, maybe the co-administration of CBD, regardless of whether you're already using CBD or not, might actually increase the efficacy and these bacterial sensitivity to the antibiotic treatment, making it easier to treat. And one really interesting finding from this part of this research article was that in both gram-negative and gram-positive bacteria, the antibiotic canamycin's efficacy or the bacterial sensitivity to canamycin in both those bacterial strains was actually increased. And what's interesting about canamycin is canamycin is typically it's not your first defense antibiotic. If you go into the doctor's office and you have strep throat or a more common bacterial infection, canamycin often isn't the first antibiotic that they're going to prescribe to you because it's a very it's a very aggressive antibiotic and it's typically used for treatment of more aggressive bacterial infections. What we're seeing now in our kind of current society is that we're slowly causing the evolution of super bacteria. So bacteria that aren't sensitive to our common or our typical antibiotics that we're using. And what the results of the study might actually be saying is that the use of CBD with co-administration of these more aggressive antibiotics might actually help delay the progression of these super bacteria and provide maybe a alternate form of treatment when dealing with antibiotic-resistant bacterial infections, which I think is a really awesome implication of this study. So 
kind of summarizing just this whole article in general, what are the major takeaways and how does that really apply to you? Well, for one, this study showed that CBD, when administered on its own, not only altered the number of membrane vesicles that were being released from gram-negative bacteria, but also one of the interesting things was it altered the cargo of those vesicles as well. So that means these co-administration effects that we're seeing with CBD and antibiotics may not only be a result of CBD's actions on the bacteria itself, but also because CBD is affecting or altering the number of vesicles and the cargo of those vesicles that these bacteria are being released. So it's not just a, a one-trick pony, it's working in multiple different ways on these bacteria. And at the end of the day, when you're looking at medications and potential treatments, you don't want a one-trick pony. You want medication that's going to work in multiple different aspects because if the bacteria, which are highly susceptible to evolving at a very fast rate, overcome that one method that that treatment works at, that treatment's no longer effective. So because CBD seems to be working in multiple different ways with respect to these bacteria, that's actually really promising. That's really good takeaway from this study. And finally, they observed that in gram-negative bacteria, they increased the efficacy or the bacterial sensitivity in coli to four out of the five antibiotics that they used. And in the fifth condition, it didn't alter that. So it doesn't seem to be that CBD is contradictive to the use of antibiotics and may actually promote that um, efficacy of that antibiotic a little bit as well. Whereas in gram-positive bacteria, it's not as effective at increasing the bacterial sensitivity to these antibiotics, except for with respect to canamycin. But again, in those other four conditions of those antibiotics that were used, they didn't decrease the efficacy, which again is a good finding. So am I sitting here telling you that if you are prescribed antibiotics, you can still take your CBD? No, that's that's not my job. I, I am a doctor, but I'm a PhD not an MD. I'm not your general uh, practice physician. That's that's not my job. I'm purely here to provide this educational content for you. Hopefully, your doctor is keeping up with the literature and they're being made aware of these possible drug-to-drug -drug interactions and prescribing your medication based on what is best for you. That's obviously what your doctor should be doing. And if your doctor says, I don't know, well, just tell them like, hey, go listen to this podcast about bacterial sensitivity and CBD and see what you think. Maybe we can give them a quick education lesson here ourselves. However, I will leave you on this note with respect to this study. So whenever you're developing studies and you go from cell cultures to animal models to clinical trials, just because you see an effect in a cell culture or an animal model doesn't necessarily mean we'll see the same effect in a human model. So this research really has a long ways to go because we need to see does the co-administration of CBD in humans decrease the duration of bacterial infection? Does it increase the sensitivity of these bacteria when it's in scope of the whole body? When it's bacteria on their own, that's one thing, but when you, the body is a very complex system that works together. And so when you introduce this new drug, you have to see how it interacts with not only that specific bacteria, but the body as a whole. Just keep that in mind. So this, while the results of this paper are very promising, this area of research still has a long way to go. And we need to see some clinical trials with respect to the co-administration of CBD with antibiotics to different types of bacterial infection and see what the results of that are. But it's promising. I'm telling you that. 
promising. Transitioning now to this week's pot topic. What are the different kinds of CBD extracts available and how are they different? There's a lot of different terms floating around out there. You might have heard of full spectrum extract, broad spectrum extract, CBD isolate, but what do those terms actually mean? And this could dictate the product that you want bouncing off of episode one. How do these terms factor into your decision making when it comes to choosing the CBD product that's best for you? The short answer is broad spectrum, full spectrum, isolate. All these terms do specifically mean something different. They are not the same thing. With respect to full spectrum, that means that whenever you hear full spectrum, I want you to think of that extract has all of the cannabinoids, all the active components like the terpenes in that extract. It's it's everything that's in the hemp plants that's in there. It's full spectrum. That's why it's called full spectrum because it contains everything. Now, when you hear broad spectrum, it's going to be very similar to full spectrum except there's one key difference. It still has all of those phyto chemicals like CBD, CBN, CBG in their varying concentrations all those terpenes, the other active components, but it's missing one key component, and that's THC. When you hear broad spectrum, it's everything that's in full spectrum except for the THC. They take the THC out. So if you are concerned about potential positive drug tests or you just want to avoid THC completely, maybe broad spectrum is the way for you to go. That being said, there is this kind of concept of an entourage effect that we see with respect to phytocannabinoids and the extracts that we derive from marijuana and hemp. And what the entourage effect means is that these chemicals work better in conjunction, so in concert with each other rather than better on their own. And that kind of takes me to our last one, which is isolate. Whenever you hear isolate, that means that we isolated just one compound. So whenever you see CBD isolate, that means that that contains just CBD. There's no other active components in there. No THC, no CBN, no CBG, no terpenes, none of it. Okay, and again, that's something that you might want to take into consideration with respect to the entourage effect because we do see that we see more pronounced effects when these are taken together. Like I was talking before with going back to that research article on the bacteria, the reason CBD might pose as a promising, you know, co-treatment with antibiotics is because it's working in multiple different ways or multiple ways that it can act on the cell. It's the same thing with that entourage effect. When you're combining all of those chemicals together, not just CBD on its own, all those chemicals interact with your body in different ways and they produce redundancies and redundancies are good and they can cause more pronounced effects. So when in doubt, I always recommend if you can to use full spectrum products whenever possible. However, that being said, if you are concerned about THC or you're really just looking for that one component, maybe broad spectrum or isolate would be a better option for you. That's just something that's you have to sit down and consider for your personal benefit when deciding what products are best for you. And I'll leave this week's pop topic at that. So with that, that wraps up this week's episode of the CBD Deep Dive sponsored by Six Degrees Wellness. I hope you enjoyed this week's content. If you have any future topics that you'd like me to cover or touch on as either a main topic or a pot topic, please email me. You can email me at hello at sixdegreeswellness.com. That sixdegreeswellness.com is all spelled out, all lowercase. Or you can email me directly at johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, at sixdegreeswellness.com. I always appreciate feedback, tips, anything like that. If you have anything you want me to touch on or cover, please reach out, let me know. If you haven't checked out 
our products yet, head over to 6degreeswellness.com, check out our site. You can get to know some of the other members of our team. I want to thank you all for listening this week, and I'll catch you all next week with a new episode. Thank you.